Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the most popular and least listened to podcast in the world, the Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan. I don't I don't blame people for not wanting to be here right now. Oh my gosh, in California, we're like some of the worst here, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, but um, I thought you guys were doing okay there, sort of. It, it depends on, like, Miami's pretty bad, and it's- Orlando, but everywhere else is is kind of okay yeah yeah i mean we still can't we can't do anything here you know yeah Yeah. how does anything get done in la if you can't do anything it's nothing gets done properly (laughs) and and also nothing really gets done it's like we do everything by zoom or remote like i've been having to do all my work remote except there are a lot of people actually still working and getting sick like going on sets, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, getting sick. Not everybody, but enough people that I'm like, oh well, is it worth it? Do I really care enough? You know, it's not like I'm doing brain surgery here. <laughs> well, who's regulating the studios for making sure that everyone's tested when they come into the studio and anything like that? Is there any governing body that's looking after that? Well, let me tell you, everything is uh, suggested. It's like uh, recommended. Mm-hmm. So it's just a recommendation, but you can do what you want, really. Mm-hmm. So if you get a good producer and they're really on it, then uh, you'll be tested every day that you're there. And you'll be tested um, with the other test, the one up the nose, like every three days. Or you'll do a rapid test when you get to the set before you can get on. That's if you have a producer who gives a crap and they have the money to do it. And then there are, and I'm talking union. Mm-hmm. And there's union jobs where if you're hired, like I had this film I was on for six days and I wasn't, I was getting tested with a proper uh, test three days prior to being on set. Three days. I'm not going to do that because what happened on day two and three with my actors who are yelling at me in the scene without a mask on? I don't think so. I don't know them. So I, I just like, I'm not doing that job. And this was union and that was the best they can do was three days before. And then they were gonna do one more test on day three or day four mm-hmm. or it's for like a block of seven days or something like that. And I'm like, it's not enough for me personally. And this was before it got really bad. Now it's like, it turned really fast. So, mm-hmm. so that's, so it's not regulated. It's just recommended. I'm surprised SAG hasn't stepped up more and just and more or less demanded uh, better conditions for all actors that are that are working in any. Con- I'm, if you're working outside, I can kind of understand being a little flimsy with the rules, but if you're in a closed set, I mean, there's no protection for anyone. Absolutely, and they may have in the last week and a half. I read something. They send you these newsletters. They may now say be saying something like. If it's not SAG, it's the it's the health department saying that now they have to that it's getting a little stricter, just a little bit. But it's not. Um, but this is recent in less than two weeks. In the last, less yeah, within the last two weeks, they came out with something, and I'm still not remembering exactly what it was. But it's nowhere near as what I think it should be mm-hmm. you know, in terms of strict. A friend of mine, she does um, sets. For one of the episodics and she's like the only thing that's changed is i wear a mask <laughs> like really and i think she might get tested like every eight days but what about those other days in between you mm-hmm. know 
at each other. But here's the thing. The crew gets to keep their mask on. It's the rest, you know, it's the actors. We have to take our mask off. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, so I said, look, when they have rapid testing where I can know that this guy's cool and I'm cool that I'm, you know, in a scene with, then I'll feel a lot better. But I, I don't know for sure. I think what eventually will happen is you're going to have to be vaccinated mm-hmm. and proof of vaccination and then also testing. I would hope, I would hope, you know, because, yeah. but it's like, I'm down, when are we going to get vaccinated? You know, that's the other thing. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Who the hell knows? And you're, you're like super young. It's like, you're last. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that young. <laughs> but not as you are. But you're. You're like on the last list, though. I think in terms of your. Um, but like, there's there's like five categories, mm-hmm. and I'm like f- the fourth. I'm the second to the last. You know what I mean? I'm not the last. I'm the second to the last. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the shooting uh, shooting day, is anyone going on set and cleaning the props and disinfecting the furniture? Take. Like you do a take and I touch uh, this, they, they come cut and somebody comes and is supposed to clean every single thing that's been touched in hmm. between takes, which I love. But yeah, the guy's still like spitting at me when he's talking, you know, it's still, it's still happening. So... <laughs> I think directors are going to have to start blocking their shots like George Lucas does, where it's just, or it's just straight on, or it's just an over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and like the six feet apart. Yeah. Or more. Well, there's a TV show um, where they're really good about that called Justice for All. Mm-hmm. And every time I see it, she's wearing a face shield in the scene this actor and I'm like good for you girl you know because I would be like if it's my show I'm like where's my shield where's my plexiglass you know Hmm." and then there's other people um on the show wearing masks and I'm like well I want to see that because I feel better watching these actors you know I think we'll see an increase in uh, medical dramas then because it's going to be the only way that you can realistically get away with it with with everyone being sanitary. Unless you um, just make it, hey, this is during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is what uh, Justice for All is doing. I, but I still, uh, and you know, it's funny, I, I, I could probably tell you just there's a couple shows that I've seen that, but not too many. Mm-hmm. So mostly people are just ignoring that there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're fine. So, but it's been interesting. Uh, what about as far as voice acting? How is that all going down? Are you doing it all remotely or are you still having to go into the studio? Some people's like, there's a job now that I'm probably not going to do. It's a dubbing job, you know, mm-hmm. between that. and I can't do it here. And I understand why. Because I don't have the proper... Uh, I wouldn't be able to do it properly. Mm-hmm. So um, so for those, they're going to the studio. Some places are going to the studio. I have a like a room that's dedicated, a tiny room that's dedicated for my voiceover. I'm not an engineer, but I know how to edit. I know how to take out certain breath sounds. Mm-hmm. I have filters, so I can do a lot. I can't tell you that I can level everything properly. But if I send my, you know, my way file to somebody, they can do that. So pretty much, um, I have lost some jobs because I'm not an engineer too. But pretty much, I have like a room. Like the other day when uh, we were supposed to talk, and 
mm -hmm. I was the, the engineer was complete got sick and the whole thing and I was like oh my god now what so um they brought somebody else in but I did the whole thing remote but they were they wanted it done you know mm -hmm. just almost like doing it uh real time with a director so oftentimes I do I have the voiceover set up then I have the computer on with the zoom oh, excuse me this thing's in the way with the zoom and I have the director directing me as if you were like you are so it's interesting and I'm able to do the whole thing and as long as the wi-fi doesn't go out in the room <laughs> which it doesn't usually how are you feeling that you're performing as an actor in these situations where you're not getting that direct like person-to-person -person feedback do you feel like you're getting your your output is the same or do you feel that it's it, it's changing somewhat well um in some ways the pressure is off a little bit in some ways uh truthfully actors really like to be acting uh directing directed as actors as opposed to a lot of directors don't direct actors i, I mean they really don't it's like well, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. You know, we're flailing around. I'm not even sure what the camera angle is looking like. What are we getting here? You know, so a lot of directors don't say anything. So we're kind of used to that as actors. Some directors do. I have one guy. This is so funny. I'm also I'm hosting a YouTube uh, YouTube channel. He <laughs> I shoot it. I text it to him. He texts me back the redirect. So I never talk to the director and I'm reading it and I have to then redo it. And I'm like, how is this? And, and miraculous. And I realized the less I ask questions, the better I get it. <laughs> like I'll say, be a little more zanier. And I'm like, oh, zanier. Okay. I, I'm already pretty zany on this, but okay. So I might do a little more. And then it was like, oh, perfect. It's like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> I, but I realize if I, my, my instinct is to just go, what the fuck do you mean, blah, blah, blah. But then I, I hold back and, I, and I'll say, good note. You know, I'll say, like, great note after, you know, and then he'll understand that I think his note was great and he'll accept my performance. <laughs> uh, gotcha. So that was actually a really good question because that's, that's the kind of thing that, that happens. Like, it's a whole new world. Now I'm being mm -hmm. via text. It's like, I've, that's the first. Yeah, with my limited experience, the last thing I did was a reality show with my wife. And even there, you have a director. No matter what anyone tells you about reality television, there yeah. is a director. There is, right? Okay. <laughs> so you, I love it. Yeah, so it's, I, it, you need that direction because even if I'm trying to be myself, I don't yeah. know what they're going for for the end product. So if I'm just being myself like I'm now, it might not be entertaining. So <laughs> I need someone to say, yeah, emphasize this, be a little more goofy there, kind of look dumber here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, how funny. I'm so naive. I know that they're kind of scripted some of those reality shows, but I still think they're reality. So tell me, what show were you on? Uh, it was called uh, Fix This Yard. It was on A&E. Oh, interesting. Uh, so even though it's a home improvement show, there's, <laughs> it's not so much reality as it is staging everything. You know, if, if something happens, yeah. it, it didn't really, it, it wasn't spontaneous. There's not a whole lot of spontaneous things that happen. It's all kind of oh. staged up and then they put you like 
they'll pull you to the side and the uh uh like the ad will like say you know say this line and then you read this line like 20 times until they get just the right tone oh how funny so oh. they, they kind of tell you beforehand, like, we're going to make you look dumb here. Like, okay, I understand. <laughs> it's reality. You know, you're not watching reality to admire the people on it. You're watching it to get a laugh out of these normal people. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. I, I, I had an agent who had his own reality show. I'm like, really? My agent's got a show? It drove me crazy. And he's like, come on, honey, come on, Dan. It was pit boss so i'm like fine so i showed up they didn't tell me what to do but when he we were doing the scene together <laughs> he knew exactly what he wanted to say and he really led me as to what <laughs> it was very stagey and i'm like mm-hmm. this is really uncomfortable and um yeah yeah so i saw how 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 set up it was mm-hmm. like oh my god but it was fun as hell it was great and he deserved his own show this guy he did <laughs> yeah it was a big departure for me because for 20 years i had been in the horror genre and covering horror so oh. all of a sudden make this huge jump i was like uh, okay <laughs> then i was like and then it kind of set everything up where like i got out of horror and just started doing more geeky stuff just yeah because yeah. it kind of like it took me out of my comfort zone for what i'm used to doing and i was like okay i'll just i'll do whatever now, whatever. <laughs> that is so interesting. That's wonderful. It's good to see you, Zai. Yeah. You're, you were mostly doing horror, um, like interviews. Mm-hmm. And, were you, and are you a filmmaker as well? I make, I make some stuff here in my studio, but nothing grand, nothing. Okay. I, I, I live in the neighborhood where Edward Scissorhands was filmed. So... <laughs> I've been trying to put together a documentary to interview the people that lived here during that time because it was a big event in this tiny town. Oh, I um, But it's just, yeah. I can't get it off the ground. And now it's going to be even tougher because people don't want me coming into their homes, even though they're my neighbors. They don't want strangers coming in and filming <laughs> with yeah. the threat of COVID there. So it's like, uh, I guess um, I'll put that on hold. <laughs> well, maybe not for too long. I'm so optimistic that uh, we're all going to be, okay, kitty cat, that we're all going to be like, having the vaccine by the end of summer. Uh, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be very optimistic. I know a lot of people in the health industry who've gotten it and older people over 65 mm-hmm. who have gotten their first dose anyway. I don't think I know anyone who's gotten second dose yet. They just kind of rolled that out. But yeah, oh, but that's kind of a cool idea. I like that idea. I think you should stick to it. And I think it's all things are going to when things open up, this is a good project for you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I, I much more prefer doing photography because it's it's so mm-hmm. much quicker and there's less, there's, yeah. I, I have to have less people involved. I could just say, hey, model, come over here, come to my studio, we'll do this. I don't have to have a guy running sound and all that other stuff. I just like, here, stand in front of this backdrop, here are the poses I need, get oh, out. <laughs> Have you have you um, worked with any models over Zoom yet? Have you done anything like that? No. Um, I unless I'm actually controlling the camera and the lighting, it would be hard for me to to I get understand. what I need. Yeah, yeah. I was that's just a, think that's one thing. It'd be hard to do remote. 
Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, especially since I have all the props and all the stuff here that I need. Oh, it, right. Yeah, it would just be, it would be a nightmare because I like to involve, like, we did a, a Star Wars shoot last year. Oh, so I had, cool. I had the cloak for the model and I had lightsaber for the model. And oh. like before that, we did a Hellraiser shoot. Oh, so, it would be so hard to get all that stuff and like box it up give it to somebody and then hope hope i a get it back yeah and b it doesn't get damaged right and, or that they even get it with the way that the puzzle system is these days is catastrophic come on stop it kitty yeah yeah i guess it would be you know being a photographer that would be one thing during this time that would be very hard to um yeah to continue aside from being a filmmaker yeah. yeah i've seen quite a number of studios uh on my drive to work that, that have shut down mm, oh, so yeah really? i mean what are you gonna do i mean it's, it's gonna be hard to say come in family for a portrait and <laughs> do you want to risk that to get a family photo going into some place that you don't know yeah that's and possibly crazy. risking it so yeah you unfortunately know, it's gonna kill a lot of small businesses oh yeah yeah absolutely sadly though I don't know if it's just because I live here in Los Angeles and people are so, in my industry, they're so almost stupidly desperate mm -hmm. that so many people are working and mm -hmm. I are wanting to go to work. I have all my peers, they're all on sets and some of them are not even, some of them are going to non-union sets where there's no testing. I'm like, mm -hmm. real, what? and it's not about the money because they're not getting paid that much. They just really want to do it. And I had one actress friend of mine who I adore. Um, she said, oh, I'm excited for pilot season because so many, there are still many that aren't going. It's because you know how, how, how competitive the whole thing is. And she's like, it's going to be a good pilot season for me because in my category, there's a lot of women who don't want to work. You know, and I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> so she's So she's like, excited and then the other friends i know who are actors are working all the time as well because there's people in every category that don't aren't don't want to work so it just it's a lot less people to compete with and they're and, probably going to start going to other markets too like georgia and louisiana and i think uh colorado and arizona are starting to blow up now too yeah well um interestingly yeah maybe because uh, i know la is um things are open they they're considering actors to be essential workers i'm like really really are we are we really essential so anyway which is so stupid and i feel bad for the real essential workers especially when it comes time i think are they going to call us essential workers when it's time to get the vaccine i <laughs> i hope the grocery store lady gets it before all of us you mm -hmm. know just so stupid, but I don't mean to be dishing the industry. I just think that they're they're very irresponsible to keep it going the way they have, and especially I got this is the best. Remember we closed in March last mm -hmm. year, so here we are. The whole world's in lockdown. Our SAG dues were due in April. We're still locked down. They made us pay it in full. They didn't even like my my car insurance gave us a you know big cut. Mm -hmm. They didn't even offer that. You gotta pay. It's like there's no work. What am the, I paying for? The dues are like five grand, aren't they? Well, no, that's just to get in, and it's more like seventy-five 
hundred, maybe eight thousand. When I I've been around, so I when I joined, it was maybe thirty five hundred mm-hmm. or, or less. So your dues are proportionate to what you earn the, the prior year. So, but still, it's like don't make me pay the whole thing. That's just crazy. <laughs> You're gonna have to have an installment plan for your SAG dues. <laughs> you know, there's a pandemic. So, but they don't care. They don't care. So I, I'm just used to SAG making every mistake. You know. Kind of uh, like Trump. What did I say that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I worry about the industry because I'm not if things don't improve over the next year, I think people are gonna be so complacent with just sitting at home. That they're not going to go out and enjoy films in the theater or go seek out new media they're just going to kind of get into that habit of watching whatever is on netflix or whatever's on hulu yeah that's a great point i agree with you that that's scary to me yeah i mean if we that medium that would be mm -hmm. terrible it'd be so depressing but at least the indie film indie films have exploded this past year like everything that's been sitting on a shelf from 2016 is now on the market which is great it's great for me because it gives me plenty to plenty to do but yeah i'm hope i'm hoping people start looking at indie films more than just you know uh budget budget films or things that are for like a a niche audience that people actually watch them and be like, oh, some of this stuff is really good, even though yeah. it's not not made on a big budget. Well, one of the things that happened when um, in April last year, when things started to open up again, or May, I forget when, was that the producers that I would work with, like commercials or whatever, they would make a, you know, always make commercials for three times the budget of any indie film right mm-hmm. so they didn't know how to do it on the cheap they didn't know they didn't know how to do it properly and so a lot of people who um you know who were indie filmmakers were getting a lot more work because they understood how to do it they had money then to test people because you know that's a huge part of your budget mm-hmm. is COVID regulations and again there were just recommendations so a lot of them didn't do anything, but uh, that said a lot, they were looking for people to understand how to make stuff on the cheap and make it look great. So, and I, and it's interesting because um, I had this one guy that I worked with who is in, in some capacity, not that long ago. And he is also um, an episodic director and he doesn't know how to make an indie film. So he wants me to actually produce his indie film. I'm like, I guess I could do that. I'm not, I really don't like to produce, but I know I have all the people. Like he wants to take all my crew that I used for like one of my films and make a great movie with them. And it's like, yeah, I could do that. But it's like, what's in it for me? Do I really want to put all that time in it to be a producer? <laughs> it's not my deal, but I, I, I might do for him since he's such a fantastic uh, artist, you know, he's such a great writer and I'm, and he's a great director, but he doesn't know how to do it. Like, for t- tiny budgets and that's all he can get right now. So so now's the time. If you're somebody who really knows how to make a film on a really, make it look awesome on no mm-hmm. money, now you're gonna get some work now and it's gonna look great. So it, that, so now, so some good things will come out of this. <laughs> <laughs>
You've been listening to the Sixth Sense Media Podcast. You can find more of our celebrity interviews and roundtable discussions on iTunes, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Be sure to check out our movie, TV, and video game coverage at SixthSense.com and FanBolt.com.